Hey there, here we are with the Gazette's Fact Checker team. We've got on our team um, Brian Morelli, Michaela Ram, I'm Aaron Jordan, and this is Molly Duffy. We've been uh, working together for the last couple of years uh, to check political statements made by candidates or people running for office. Um, and uh, we wanted to talk a little bit today just about our checks of the presidential candidates uh, that we've been doing since about July. So I wanted to maybe just kick it off and, uh, you know, I don't know if someone wants to tackle the idea of how we decide which claims we're going to check and how we as a team weigh those choices. Well, I think our fact check is, uh, fact check um, group is a little bit unique in that we're very focused on Iowa. So a lot of times uh, you hear whatever the topic of the day is and it might just not qualify for us because we're we're trying to set ourselves apart and provide a local um, flavor to what we do. And so we focus on um, elected officials or candidates for an elected office um, and also, you know, top office holders. Uh, and then uh, so sometimes sometimes we get around a little bit around um, around our rules in the sense that if if there's an ad that's playing in Iowa markets on television or radio, sometimes that might uh, be not just about Iowa, that we will also take a look at those. Or alternatively, something said in Iowa may not necessarily pertain to Iowa, but since it happened here, we can check it. Yeah, or stuff said about Iowa somewhere else would count for us. Right, right. And one thing that we've talked a lot about with our team, we meet once a week, and um, when we sometimes get together, we, we try to look at all the candidates and try to get as many checks of different candidates as we can to kind of spread the love around. And it's not always easy to check every candidate equally because some candidates are very specific about their claims or they may tailor their campaign speech to the state that they're in. So they might say some specific things about Iowa and then it's easier for us to check them. Other candidates, um, like we've talked about with Elizabeth Warren, are more uh, making claims about the future. You know, we talk about how she has a plan for that. Well, that those are all prospective things that we aren't necessarily able to check. So it's been a little bit harder. And Michaela, you were mentioning that, you know, what we had to do to try to find a check for Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah, no, that was really unique. Um, I think the ads so far that Biden has been airing in Iowa have mostly been about himself as a person, as a candidate, as a prospective office holder. So not necessarily things that we can check. Um, so what we finally had to do when we were pursuing a check of Biden um, ahead of the caucus was actually go to a campaign event and, and get audio of a campaign event to, to finally have a claim that was checkable. Um, and I can talk a little bit about that claim if we want to dig into that or... Yeah, that was a, that one had a fair amount of debate. Yeah, that one um, that one we talked about a lot. Um, and I think it, it goes to, um, you know, the amount of work that goes into each fact check we do and, and the conversations we have, not just in our weekly meetings, but throughout the week as we're one person is writing the check and working on the check. Um, so what was your process for that? Like, where did you start? Yeah, so I... Or tell us, I guess, what the claim is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the claim, well, first off, I talked to a reporter to get the audio of the event, and we found a claim where he said, in your state, your governor goes ahead and privatizes Medicaid, which is why hospitals aren't getting paid on time, so they're shutting down. They're shutting down their emergency services and they're at risk. So we have that claim and we kind of discuss it as in a group and decide, okay, we'll pursue this. So to go forward with that then, usually my first step is to reach out to the campaign themselves. Um, 
see where they've gotten this information, see what kind of research they have on hand to support this particular candidate's claim, um, you know, where they're getting this particular information. And in this case, the campaign came back with articles that the Gazette has written <laughs> about this particular issue, which is always kind of unique. Um, stands to be in because I, I wrote most of those articles. <laughs> it's like flattering, but also a right. difficult It's position. a little yeah. insular. <laughs> it's like, I better be right on this then. Right, right. Yeah, but that one really spurred unique conversation among the group because we really had to decide. So we found that, I mean, right off the bat, the claim is half wrong. Um, no hospitals are shutting down in Iowa. No hospitals are shutting down their emergency services. But he is correct in that, you know, Medicaid has been a real challenge for providers. They're dealing with a lot of late payments for Medicaid. It, it's putting them at risk, some research has shown. So we had a really intense debate about, do we look at it, the claim as a whole, or do we look at it in pieces? And I don't know if, Erin, you want to talk about your line of thinking in that, because I know you had a, a yeah. thought on that. Yeah, I mean, I guess I felt like when you draw a conclusion, you know, you say because of these um, delayed payments, hospitals are closing is like a cause and effect. If the effect that's listed is not true, to me, the whole claim is um, suspect, you know. Mm -hmm. But if you break it down, that one thing is true and also another thing is true, then it's kind of, it, it kind of depends how, how you look at it. So we went back and forth on it and all of us weighed in. And what, what did we settle on? We ultimately settled on a C. Um, we settled on looking at the claims individually rather than looking at them as a whole. Um, so yes, he was incorrect on the hospitals are closing, emergency services are closing, but he was correct about Medicaid. But didn't, I think we, or I thought we were considering like a higher grade and then we went with a C because we felt like that conclusion yeah. was important. Or, mm -hmm. yeah. That was my recollection. My, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think the initial idea was to give him a B. Yeah. Um, because the kind of like supporting statements that he had made were all true, but his conclusion was wrong. Right. Um, so then ultimately we did decide that his conclusion was so wrong that it kind of warranted a, a knockdown. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Even and that was like the larger, oh, that was the thrust <laughs> of his, uh, that was my watch. Um, that was like the, you know, the thrust of the statement was the conclusion. Right. You know, it was mm -hmm. like, so even though it, individual parts may be, checked out the you know the, the conclusion didn't right yeah. yeah and that I think like that's one of my favorite things about being on the fact checker team is you know we'll write these checks but then they're like really toughly scrutinized by the entire team mm -hmm. um, and you know sometimes we all kind of agree and then sometimes we have these big debates where we end up changing the grades um, or asking for additional evidence um, it's just yeah i I think we're like very rigorous and I appreciate all of your guys' <laughs> feedback every time. Yeah. One thing I thought was interesting about that one was just sort of like how you interpret what someone says and how much, um, I think that's a great example of how much gray area there is in a lot of political yeah. claims. Yeah. Like there's so many different ways of looking at it and like measuring it. And one thing in particular is the use of the, um, I got in that particular claim with Joe Biden, I got hung up on the words emergency services, hmm. right? And because you could look at, so is an emergency service the same as like an emergency room? Or are we talking about, you know, uh, 911, you know, those types of like, you know, immediate um, life-saving services. And so, um, you know, that was another like, you know, kind of example of, of really sort of dissecting what they said and 
and not you don't always agree. Yeah. And I think the team approach helps because if you start writing on writing a check and you get immersed in it and you kind of are going down one road, you might have blinders on to some other pieces of information that are out there. And then when you put it out to the team and people give their feedback and say we need some additional sourcing here or there, that really helps um, have a rounded check. And another thing that I think is helpful about it is that then when we issue the grades, we know it's been vetted with the team and that we all stand behind that grade. And it makes it easier when um, or if campaigns or anyone else come back and say, we disagree with your grade, you're way off base. We've already talked about that, those arguments, and we can defend that work mm-hmm. in a better yeah. way. Well, sorry, go ahead. No, no, please go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, and we also, especially if there's there's some some uh, you know disagreement. We try to work that into our analysis and point out like you know we've considered this and we considered this. You know ultimately like a grade is a grade. You know there's not, it's not like an exact science. So right. you know we can de- defend our grade, but we provide as much information as we can so the reader can say you know what I think that's a, a D or I think that's a B and. Um, you know, I think that's helpful also. And we put tons of hyperlinks in these stories, like more than I do with any other stories, so that readers can go back and actually find that um, Government Accountability Office report or, you know, can can find the statements and, and that kind of thing so they can make their own decision. If they disagree with us, at least we've given them the sourcing that they can make their own call. You know, I wanted to ask you, Molly, you um, you did one of the checks that was related to a pack in this cycle. Mm-hmm. And we don't we don't have a ton of those. We tried to focus more on um, statements actually made by the candidates themselves. But um, you had one, I believe, was by the One Nation pack. I wondered if you wanted to talk about that. Yeah. Um, so I I'm trying to pull it up on my phone here, but um, I checked a claim that um, it was basically a hit ad on Medicare for All and those plans, um, sort of attacking the idea that if we implemented Medicare for All, wait times for medical services would go way up. Um, and so that paper, um, they sourced, it was all kind of based on this one paper. Um, I cannot find it. Um, but generally, it was just based on this one paper. Um, and so I ended up digging into that report. Um, and it was based on some surveys and digging into those surveys. Um, so we kind of explained um, how the pack got those numbers. But then I also went and looked at um, sort of like the, the federal side, um, like Canada's version of the CDC um, and what their numbers said. Um, and kind of found some gray area there. And um, I don't remember what, the, what did we land on for that? We, like, we gave them a C. It was a yeah. C. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think. I don't know. I think they were long. I think they. I think they were more comparable than they made them sound sound in the ad. Like the American wait times were in some cases closer to Canada's Mm -hmm. than they said in the ad. Yeah, Yeah. and it's just a hard comparison to make because the systems are so different. Yeah, and I think there was also, if I remember correctly, there were problems with that study too because I think it was like a self-reported survey and it had a very low number. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was doctors self-reporting. Right. And so there, and I mean, I think there's well-known criticism of that report specifically because we just sort of, as survey respondents, are biased to complain about the stuff that bothers us day to day. Like if you're a doctor and your wait time is really high, you're more likely to respond to a survey about wait times Mm -hmm. than somebody who has really low wait times and isn't really like having that at top of mind. 
Right, exactly. Right. And I, I found it on my you phone if you want to erase it. But yeah, I think that was one of the bigger, if I remember correctly, one of the bigger reasons I think we we ended up docking that grade. And I think it, that was a pretty good group consensus. I, mm-hmm. I don't think there was yeah. much disagreement on that. Well, and with pack ads too, um, Michaela, you were speaking of, you had done one that wasn't in the presidential race, but it was hard to get a hold of the pack, right? Yeah, so that was one. I believe that was an attack ad against um, Representative Abby Finkenauer. Um, and I believe that was an RNC-funded ad that was all about, this was when impeachment trial was just starting in the House, and it was sort of a, attacking Finkenauer for being supportive of the impeachment trial. And it's sort of... Um, you know, I think it tried to equate her to, um, you know, a lot of progressive Democrats who were really vocal about wanting this impeachment. And I think it was trying to, you know, put her in line with with people who were pushing for that. Um, and and I, what was troubling about that, about that one was that it, it was just difficult to get information on their claims. So, you know, when, when you have a PAC that's sort of a, a shell company of a shell company or... Um, so I, I reached out to the RNC directly, and, and that was one where they just, I never got a response on those information. So, I, and we've had to deal with this before, where it's just sort of, we have to do the best research we can and try to find what information is available on, on these particular claims. So in that case, it wasn't a PAC, but it was a national group that is harder to kind of get um, get someone to listen to you. You know, mm-hmm. if it's like the candidate running for office in Iowa, their campaign folks are a lot of times in constant communication with media because they're trying to get coverage. So it's easier for us to reach out to them and say, what's the sourcing for your ad versus like a national mm-hmm. group, which we have done some of those um, from, you know, either PACs or national groups or that sort of thing. Yeah. It's also surprising, like, especially if there's a, a television ad um, or claims that a candidate's making over and over, how quickly they do have the, the background information. Uh, you know, sometimes it's just a quick email and all of a sudden they send you like four links to different reports are like here you go mm-hmm. but other times like you were saying you know you, you really have to dig in and especially when they point you to like newspaper articles because you know we look for you know actual official reports and you know government documents and data to, to you know as, as the foundation for you know we try to go to the foundation of, of the you know where the claims come from it's funny to watch campaigns sometimes will tweak their messaging in response to a fact checker. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't you have one of those where someone was claiming to have, like, made the most trips to Iowa, and yes. it was, like, blatantly wrong? <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, it uh, was Beto, um, Beto Aurora. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he, um, yeah, he said he had been to Iowa the most, uh, you know, he had more times than any other candidate, which was clearly wrong, because at that point it was... Um, Delaney. Delaney. And so... By the time they they responded, they were like, "Look, he's been to the most, you know, since a certain since he declared. I think is what what they changed it to. Like uh, he's been here the most time since he declared, which was like a few months. And you know, it's like you can't you can't change what your statement is like, you know, after you've made it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you so, can change it in the future. You can, you can stop saying it. And know? we see that sometimes too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and just for the record, that Beto check was um, was on July 11th. It's our only F of the whole wow. Beto cycle. <laughs> so, Good job, Beto. Um, yeah. He, so, and just so no one thinks that we drove him out of the race, he lasted several more months before he decided to drop off yeah. on his own. Yeah. Can't Send your hate it. mail to Brian. Right. Can't trace it to you only. <laughs> 
Well, and Brian, you had a check like a few weeks ago that was um, really involved. I remember maybe more complicated than even some of our others that have been complicated. Well, are you talking about the Andrew Yang? Yeah, I one? think so. Yeah. So one nice thing about Andrew Yang is he, from a fact-checking perspective, he is, you know, he's the math guy, right? That's his, one of his like sort of slogans. Uh, but he makes a lot of claims and uses a lot of numbers. So he had this uh, claim about Amazon um, basically, uh, how much business it was taking from the local economy and like how many, uh, jobs and malls that were closing down. And, um, you know, we really had to break it up. Like, so the claim was Amazon soaking up 20 billion in business each year. So that's one uh, thing to look up causing 30% of your stores and malls to close. So that's another, um, it also talked about how much Amazon is paying in federal taxes each year, which was zero. Um, and then he kind of goes on to talk about how, um, you know, the effect on local retail workers, which he said in Iowa uh, is 9 to $10 per hour. Um, so there was a ton to check in there. And a lot of one of the tricky things about that claim was there was a, a certain... Um, uh, there was a, like a kind of a sequence. He had, you know, he was like, he had built um, built up to make point. So it's like, you know, if this is true and this is true, this must be true. And so, you know, you kind of try to follow their thinking. One thing for this claim, I actually reached out to a professor, an economics professor, to help me understand uh, the math because, you know, we're not we're not experts. We're uh, in a lot of this stuff, but um, I was able to kind of talk through and like, okay, how do you understand what, you know, a company like Amazon is paying for their federal uh, income tax? And um, that was that was pretty helpful. We ended up on a C for that one, by the way, which Yang's folks are very um, active. So we, we got a lot of feedback as well. <laughs> feedback. Yeah. yeah. Feedback. No, but I think one of the other, so of our checks, we, we checked um, Andrew Yang the most. And I think that is because of the reason that Brian mentioned that he's been very specific. And when he comes to Iowa, he makes statements about Iowa. And that, that fits into our criteria of things we check. So it isn't that we favor him or disfavor him. It's just because of um, the way that he campaigns and the way he speaks. Um, what, one thing on that one that we, I, I think that we uh, spent some time with was looking at like how much malls were closing. And so a lot of his information was based on a report. So he said 30% of your malls and stores are closing. And he was basing it on something that hadn't yet happened. There were some forecasts that, you know, in, in the future, we're going to lose 30% of malls and, and stores. And so that was one reason we downgraded him. Mm. Yeah. We've had a couple of checks, haven't we, just based on projections or things that might happen. Um, I remember I checked one for um, Delaney where he said if we were a part, I don't remember the claim specifically, but if we were a part of the Trans-Pacific Partnership, land value would be higher for farmers. Um, and so we sort of had to go through that, you know, well, if your crop prices are higher, does that mean your land value goes up? And so that was kind of tricky, finding studies that were based on things that may or may not happen. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think what helped us do that one is when it was about farm value, mm -hmm. so very relevant to Iowa. And there's a lot of research about farm value and what influences it. So right. we had some more details that we could use to show whether these projections were yeah. um, likely to be accurate yeah. or that kind of thing. Yeah. And that was one I 
relied on an economist too to sort of help draw that connection and draw that conclusion too. I feel like we try also to, as much as we're, you know, we try to both, you know, see what maybe is doesn't add up, but we also try to prove it true as well. So, um, like in the Yang one, you know, I tried to look at, you know, the, the store closure piece from a bunch of different perspectives. So not only like, okay, well, how many stores have closed and how many malls have closed? Like how many square footage has closed? You know, how have we lost? You know, so I feel like we do try to give people the benefit of the doubt and what they're saying. Uh, but if, if, you know, the facts don't support it, then they don't support it. Right. So. Molly, what would you say do you think is one of the more interesting checks you've had this cycle? Um, uh, <laughs> Put you on the spot I did here. a check of Yang a couple weeks ago. Um, what about your Klobuchar one you have coming up this yeah, week? Um, yeah, we'll have a check of Klobuchar um, in a couple days. Um, she is claiming to have the most endorsements of current and former Iowa legislators, um, which is very specific. Um, and perfect for fact checker. And perfect for fact checker. Um, so it is It is true. Um, she Her campaign is citing Iowa Starting Line, um, which is a, a left-leaning political site uh, that covers Iowa politics. Um, and they have um, a pretty thorough endorsement checker um, for all of the candidates. And she she does have a pretty uh, hefty lineup of Iowa State uh, lawmakers on there. That said, she does not, she comes nowhere close to having the most endorsements overall from prominent Iowans. So it's very, it's narrow for a reason, um, which I think is pretty common. They, they pick their words carefully for a reason. And I think that's one thing that we kind of can bring to the table. Like, okay, yeah, that's true, but maybe here's, here's some other information too. Like, we're not saying she's wrong, but also know this, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> I think even checks that we do where we give folks an A, I think if you read the whole check, you understand the broader context. Um, it's not like a pat on the head and you got an A. It's pretty thorough no matter what. Yeah. And I like that. I feel like we're, um, we're bringing more education to the issue. And we've chosen some checks in the past that um, just because we thought it was a super interesting topic that hadn't been explored very much. I was I was just I was thinking of the fact the check that you did on Kamala Harris yeah. that was oh, just yeah. super that was like that was one my, of my favorite, favorite checks. yeah I just yeah. so that was one that that was in October that she had made um, she she said that uh, that that uh, soybeans were rotting in bins oh yeah yeah and and because of um, you know I, I think because of the flooding and that kind of thing or no it was because of the trade deals is because we had the farmers were limited in in trading to China. Um, so it was kind of uh, one thing I thought was that I liked about it is I got to talk to this Iowa State professor whose specialty is in grain drying and storage. So I think we've all talked to a lot of economists, but mm -hmm. this was a very unique specialty. So he was able to confirm um, that modern grain storage with like fans and aeration and things like that, you can keep um, beans for up to two years without significant loss of quality. <laughs> so, you know, I think what happened in that case, she was kind of conflating a couple of different stories. One that uh, a story about some uh, farmer who had decided to uh, kind of plow under his beans because he wasn't going to get anything from them. And then the idea that also farmers were having to store a lot of beans, but it, it doesn't mean that the beans the beans that are in the bins are rotting. So mm -hmm. that was interesting. I just, I, I really love that one because I think it's like, that really wasn't her point, right? Her, her point, you know, was about the trade deals. Right, to like, criticize Trump. 
Right. right. But it's like, well, you you still need to have your facts in order, you know, because like I don't I can't remember I don't think you we ultimately weighed in on what her bigger point was. It was just like, okay, is this detail correct? And mm-hmm. I think we did and provide the context just did. about okay. the trade deals, so that way people we could understand, like you said, the whole universe yeah. of the topic. But um, we gave her a D. So that's almost like the Biden check, where right. his broader point is that Medicaid in Iowa is right. an ass, in his opinion. Yeah. But that doesn't mean the hospitals everywhere are closing. Right. right. It's it's the exaggeration that really docked them for us. And I and I do like that about this team. That is, we, we really don't have any mercy on those exaggerations. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And we find, find some fun topics. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't in this cycle, but I remember doing one once that someone had talked about how some dollar amount could buy like X number of Casey's taco pizzas. And I mean, this was fun calling Casey's and like figuring out how much it costs to buy a taco pizza. Mm-hmm. Was so, there an economist who could weigh in on that one? No, I think I just had to like call a number of places. <laughs> that, was, that was kind of fun. Yeah, we had to do some math. But um, so just, um, you know, I think one thing we've got coming up this weekend is, um, you know, with it being the week, the last weekend before the Iowa caucuses, um, we have kind of a roundup about the 12 checks we've done of Democratic presidential candidates that are still in the race, and we'll provide some brief summaries of those um, in case people want to use that in their decision making for the caucuses. Um, and but you know, just because the caucuses are going to be over in a week doesn't mean our team dissolves. <laughs> we're gonna. So if you were thinking that, too bad. But um, we're gonna keep not go- going away. <laughs> right. Aaron will continue. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. But um, so you know, we want to hear from readers if there's things that you guys are you know out and about and hear from your elected officials, or you read something or you see an ad. Um, you can email us at um, factchecker at thegazette.com, and we will then consider those claims as part of our weekly um, meetings. So. Do you, maybe we could talk for a second about where uh, some of our fact check, I mean, we kind of talked about some are coming from advertisements. I know I found a fact check one time from a, uh, like a newsletter like that. Uh, remember right. the Rod Sullivan one came from a newsletter? Um, well, and so did the Ashley Hinson one. I, the or actually Henson one came from a uh, email. Someone had um, this was like so we, we totally encourage people to to send us things to check. So this was one someone had received a uh, like a mailing like for a fundraising mailing mm. that you know was asking for money and they they uh, what do you call it screenshotted Xerox copied it and sent it to us. Um, that had some things to check in there. So it was a, a letter, basically. She had we there. found a lot this cycle from um, mailers that have mm-hmm. come yeah. to um, our houses and other folks' houses. Yeah. Also from campaign ads as they've appeared on YouTube and you know TV. Lots of times the campaigns will, when they um, are putting an ad on TV, they're also dropping it on YouTube on the same day. So um, we can do that. Like Michaela said, we've found some actually from um, town halls or other events here in Iowa. We did a lot of reviewing of like the soapbox speeches from the Iowa State Fair. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, Those you were, know. yeah. Yeah. So. And, and then um, what was that one that we got fairly recently that was a, someone had asked us to look into? Um, that was a, was it was a Yang? Was that the Yang one? I think that's the one that I did on Yang. It was okay. about... Um, uh, he had said that most uh, most of the research that the FDA relies on to um, approve new drugs is federally funded. Oh yeah. Um, 
I think we give them a B on that. Because yeah. it's partially federally funded. Yep, I have B. Yeah. I, I love, yep. I think, yeah, we get some interesting ones from But that readers. was great, and um, I mean, we had done so many checks of Yang for, like, the reasons you said, but um, I think having a reader reach out and say, hey, I'm curious about this, that was a real driver, I think, for us to do mm -hmm. that one, in spite of all the ones we had already done. Yeah, it kind of puts mm -hmm. it to the top of the list. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that... Uh, the fact checker has been, um, there's a lot of interest in the community. I know I've spoken at a couple different groups, um, like League of Women Voters and others, just about the process and about that we have this, um, this, this team going here at the Gazette. So it really is helpful if the community contributes and like, you know, like we kicked that one to the top of the list. Mm -hmm. Same thing with others that readers might find of interest. So for people who might send claims in, what's our criteria again? Yeah, our criteria is that um, a, it must be a statement made by an Iowa political candidate or office holder or a national candidate slash office holder about Iowa or in ads that appear in our market. And claims have to be independently verifiable. Um, and just for people who aren't familiar, we, we give ads grades from A to F based on accuracy and context. So we have some of our uh, kind of methodology for it online, but we try to be consistent across the board so we can hold candidates to the same standard. Mm -hmm. So pretty much anything said by like an Iowa official is fair game, right? Yeah. yeah. Local yeah. or statewide yeah. or yeah. federal. Yeah, it could be state legislator or county supervisor or school board member. School board members. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. So we'll, um, we'll wrap up here, but uh, we just appreciate uh, the connection with the community for the fact checker, and um, we appreciate the opportunity to weigh in um, on how the candidates are doing with their accuracy. So thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. <laughs>